Holy moly guacamole. <laughs> we are back for another episode of the Anxious Creative Podcast with yours truly, Don Bradley. Thank you so much for being here. I can't believe we're like second week into January of 2021. Like what the, where the, how the, <laughs> how are we here? Um, I'm so excited. Clearly I am pumped about the new year, um, but I'm really excited just to be hanging out with you. I don't know if you know, but yesterday I actually had a live free workshop and had so much freaking fun with you. If you weren't there, oh my gosh, you can join today still if you're listening to this as this podcast comes out. But I'm so excited to also be announcing that enrollment for Rock Your Business is also open. If you haven't heard about Rock Your Business, I don't know, you've been living under a rock or something. Um, But I actually have an amazing guest today who has been through the program and we are going to be talking about her business and how it kind of goes against the grain of our industry as well as how she does things differently and super successfully. So make sure to buckle up as per usual and get ready for another amazing episode with my friend, my student, Shiloh. Before we dive right in with Shiloh, which I know you're itching to hear her story because she is an amazing individual. Those of you guys that are Rock Your Business alumni already, you know how freaking phenomenal Shiloh is. She is like the biggest cheerleader and support. And so I just wanted to share with you that the enrollment is open to Rock Your Business right now. And I wanted to make sure that you knew about it. So if you can go to Don Bradley dot com slash ryb and go check out what rock your business is who it's for if it's the right fit for you it has changed the lives of so many phenomenal hairstylists i would hate for you to miss out so donbradley.com slash ryb to get into rock your business you are going to just go over and check out the stories of the students lives that have been changed and transformed by this community and by this program all right let's get into our chat with shiloh I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of The Anxious Creative. I am so excited for you to meet our guest this week. Uh, She is very near and dear to my heart. She is a Rock Your Business alumni. She is a kick-ass stylist. She is all about sustainability and environment. You are going to love this episode. Welcome Shiloh from Oklahoma. (laughs) Hi. I'm so glad that you're here. I need to like have a whole intro that's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And if you guys don't pick up on that, if you haven't been to business breakfast and bedhead before my morning Instagram live show, um, Shiloh always introduce, I always ask everyone to say where they're from and where, or their name and where they're tuning in from. And Shiloh always puts Shiloh from, and it's like three or four O's. I'm like, oh, and I'm not going to try and sing the song. It's <laughs> to sing it. Um, how's your day going? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I love that. Is it nice weather there right now? It is. It's like 72. Wow, 72 Fahrenheit, I think is like 20 Celsius. That's like the, you know, sometimes I feel like Canada (laughs) and the U.S. is so similar. And then we get talking about like centimeters and feet. (laughs) Measurements of any kind. The metric system versus, what's your system called? Do we, does it have a name? Imperial. Yeah. The Imperial versus metric. There we go. Anyway, we've already (laughs) got off track. Um, Shiloh, for people who haven't, I feel like everyone needs to know you. You were just like one of the most positive, 
um, people that I have ever met. You're such a natural encourager and giver. And I know that you've like impacted, you've been such a huge impact on the lives of people inside of Rock Your Business. And that's why I always say like the community is so important. And I feel for lack of a better word, hashtag blessed. (laughs) (laughs) to know you and have you part of the community. But for those people who don't already know you, can you give everyone a little bit of synopsis of who is Shiloh? Where are you from? How long have you been in the industry? What's your thing? uh, So uh, I um, am Shiloh. (laughs) I've been doing hair for about 10 years, um, all in Oklahoma. Um, I've spent most of my life here in Oklahoma. Um, I... Let's see. I started out thinking that I was going to be like some rock star hairstylist, Um, like the all the black, the heavy jewelry, like most people would not recognize me today if they saw me back then. Um, I had like all the piercings in my face. My hair was all the different colors. Um, I wore like super grungy rock star clothing and everything. Like I thought I was going to work in a salon with like the big techno music and like just that feeling. Um, Yeah, figured out real quick that that was not the scene for me. (laughs) (laughs) I I worked very briefly as an assistant um, my first year out, um, not didn't even get like a full year in and was like, yeah, no, this is this is not the feeling for me and went into working corporate salon for a long time. Mm. Um, and uh, it was it was really great actually working corporate salons because I learned to do a lot of different hair and talked to a lot of different people and learned what I liked and didn't liked. Um, and then I started to have a lot of health issues and went out on my own. And so um, I started my own salon. Um, uh, about three and a half years into doing hair. Um, I opened my own salon suite um, before salon suites came to this area. Um, I found a 500 square foot salon that was uh, or building and turned it into a salon um, and thought I was going to have more hairstylists and then quickly learned that I did not want other people to work with me. <laughs> and also I was super into um, recycling and doing the whole green thing. Mm-hmm. I joke with people that I grew up as a Captain Planet kid. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, so, I love Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Planet is awesome. Um, I was Wind, fire, water. Yes. What's the other one? So, yeah. uh, Earth. <laughs> when these powers uh, combined, they form Captain, <laughs> Captain, sorry, I'm going to go into the whole thing. <laughs> um, but I was, I was homeschooled growing up. And so we did a lot of um, uh, field trip type things. And a lot of them ended up being like cleanups and recycling and like, we're going to go plant a tree and things like that. So there was just a lot of um, environmental earth things that we did and I loved it a whole bunch mm-hmm. and there's the whole like Smokey the Bear like clean up <laughs> things like that like as a homeschool kid in the 90s you do a lot of like community stuff to stay active um, right and so 
got a lot of a lot of environmental things in as a kid. <laughs> so how so, did that? So when you got in, sorry, you were gonna continue, but when you got into the industry, yeah. were you just shocked at how much waste there was? Um, not as so much in the very beginning um, when I worked corporate because it was mostly taken care of for me. Um, mm-hmm. because I didn't really need to like do a whole lot. Like I didn't purchase things. I didn't, um, I didn't purchase color. I didn't like the trash. Um, I worked inside of, uh, Walmart. Um, and so the trash was taken out for us and things like that. And so I didn't see it. Like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't as impactful for me because it, is out of sight, out of mind. So I wasn't purchasing it. I wasn't taking it away. Um, like if there was leftover color in the bowl, it wasn't a big deal. Someone else was going to deal with that, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever. Um, and so it wasn't as big a deal until I started working on my own. So when I went into booth running before I opened my own salon, um, it, it hit hard. Like I was just like, oh, I'm spending this money on things and I'm throwing it away and it's killing the environment. Mm-hmm. What? No, like I'm not going to do this. <laughs> so then, then I became the wild girl in the salon being like, can I recycle your hair? Can I recycle those cans for you? And the other booth rental stylist being like, go away. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. Like, yeah. can I recycle that box that your color just came out of? Like, I put I put a cardboard recycling thing in the back. Do you want to put your things in there? They're just like, no. <laughs> like, Aww. go away. It's yeah. like, you know, you could compost your hair. Like, go, go. What are you doing? So, uh, so then uh, I booth rented for a very short period of time. And then I opened my own place. So I <laughs> do all of those things yeah Um, and uh, I was the first green salon in Oklahoma Um, really yeah uh, there was no one no one else doing it at that point Um, and I thought I was going to bring on other stylists at that point Um, but I quickly learned that I had really high standards for what I wanted other people to do and then Mm -hmm. I just found that I loved being one-on-one with my clients. I loved that um, being able to really get to know them and talk to them without all the chatter and everyone else around. And so I had uh, three years in my um, commercial space uh, where I worked and um, I never brought on another stylist. And then I had some very serious health issues come up um, I've had some chronic health issues my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then I had some really serious health issues come up. Um, we call it the year of surgeries. Um, I had five surgeries in one year. Wow. Um, and so we closed down the studio and temporarily moved the studio to my house. And uh, it was always supposed to be temporary anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my clients loved it. They were like, this is so much better. This is so much more calm, more peaceful. Um, and that that resonated with me and fit with me. Um, Shiloh, the name Shiloh means peace. And so oh, my clients that. are like, this is so much more peaceful and calm and relaxing. I was like, this is 
this is meant to be like this is mm-hmm. this is meant to be so now I've been at the house for four years <laughs> and wow. uh, we just remodeled this is this is the salon here and we just remodeled into the bigger room in the house it used to be in the tiny uh, guest bedroom um, which was 90 square feet and now we, wow. we moved into the 150 square feet bedroom and nice. added an exterior door and all this so it's a, a oh so your clients nicer. can come just into the salon yes yeah and with COVID and everything I now have an exterior sink so there's like sink outside on the patio oh, so clients can come up wash their hands come inside and so it's really really nice um and I have these two very large windows that look out into the front yard. Yeah, your, your lighting so. is amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lighting in this room is amazing. <laughs> I love that. And I wanted to kind of circle around because you said we've been working together in a small group and you said something today that I thought was so cool about how you say people first, environment second, and you've got a little bit of yes. pushback. And I loved how you explained it. Can you explain to people why people come first over the environment? Yes. Um, so it's, it's a big, big thing that I, I impart to my clients and to anyone um, that kind of asks me about my business is that um, it's the people, people come first and then, um, then the environmental impact um, because we're saving the planet for the people that are in it. <laughs> and if we're not taking care of the people in it, then there's no point to saving the planet. And Mm -hmm. so um, a lot of my uh, business um, practices and things like that focus on mental health, um, social justice and things like that, as well as um, making an impact on, you know, less plastic and less pollution and less harmful ingredients and stuff. But if we're not helping the people that it impacts, then there's no point in saving the environment for the people. There's no no place for them to be. (laughs) I love that because social justice is like a huge thing for me as well. And it's like, yeah, like you want, you want to make sure you're taking care of the people and the planet so that we can stay here longer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And with um, climate, climate change and things like that, which is, you know, big, big part of it and everything it's like it disproportionately affects people who are um suffering um I mean mm-hmm. in um minority groups and things like that and so you want to make sure that like the products that you're getting and the ingredients that you're looking for are um, coming from sustainable sources that are not detrimentally impacting those communities and so it's like okay yes this ingredient is healthier but is it destroying a community in the fact that it's healthier um because there's there's like palm oil is a big one that's really um Mm -hmm. iffy for a lot of people because it it's not so great because of deforestation um but Mm -hmm. because of the way that it has um been uh been such an industry the communities there now rely on it for jobs um and right. so it's not as easy as just being like well we can't just we just stop using palm oil 
It's like, no, we need sustainably used palm oil that still helps those communities out while also not getting rid of environments for orangutans and other things. And yeah. so you have to have a people component as well as an environment component. Oh my gosh, I never, like, it makes so much sense, but I never really thought about it that way. And like, and as you were saying that, it's like, or like you could get this healthy ingredient, but if they're doing like child slave labor, yes, like that's yeah. not great, right? Yeah, that, like there's a thing like um, a lot of my clients really want these crystal combs um, mm. that have become really popular. Um, and uh, there's some people that sell them that are really great. Um, and they're, they're really expensive. Um, but then there's some people that sell them really cheaply. Um, mm -hmm. And you have to remember that like crystals come from the ground, the ground, like it's mined and usually mining is a really, um, is a really uh, iffy ethical area as far mm -hmm. as how it's sourced. And a lot of times it is child labor and stuff like that. So when you're getting something like crystals, you want to make sure you're getting it from a ethical background. And so, yes, yeah. it means you're probably going to be spending a lot of money on your crystals. Yeah. Um, so you're probably going to be buying the like $100 crystal comb versus the $20 crystal comb. But yeah. um, you're making sure you know that you're buying it from someone who's not using um bad labor practices yeah so how did how do you do you spend a lot of time researching this or where where do you find this information out yes a ton of time researching I joke with my clients that I fall down rabbit holes all the time <laughs> like a client will message me about something or a friend will ask me about something or literally just see something on the internet that like piques my curiosity and then like five hours later, I'm like, what <laughs> has happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, where did I start? Like, what did mm. I start looking at? And now why am I here? Because <laughs> um, yeah. I just keep looking at things. Um, and I just do a lot of research and I love reading. Like my clients know that reading is a big thing for me. Um, I consume books like, wild <laughs> and uh i do a lot of reading for pleasure but i also do a lot of um non-fiction reading as well so i i read usually about uh six to eight books a month um on average so wow <laughs> that's really impressive yeah i, I do a lot a lot of reading <laughs> i'm like you're my new encyclopedia i think <laughs> Um, Shiloh, that's so cool. Like I knew you were into it, but until we've had this more in-depth conversation, I had no idea like how much of uh, um, a resource you are because of all of your knowledge, but how wonderful it is that you are making such an impact in the world through an industry that I feel like, do you feel like you've gone against the grain or that have you received some friction or pushback of going this more environmental route? Um, in the beginning, it was really difficult. And then I feel like that's why I isolated myself a lot um, as far as being a hairstylist goes mm -hmm. um, and why I did not have much of community in the beginning is because mm -hmm. I did get a lot of friction. Um, and anytime I'd want to talk to someone about something I was really excited about, um, there was a lot of pushback and a lot of like, eh, ah, 
that's too difficult or uh, I don't know about that. And so I, I did in the beginning, but now probably in the last two to three years, there's probably been a big explosion become a lot more trendy uh, and a lot more um, clients are asking for it. And, you know, if a client is asking for it, then people see profit in it and people are more likely to go for it. And so, um, and, and that's just how things are. If it's, if it's profitable, people will do it. And I understand that's how it works. And so Mm -hmm. I'm happy that's how it's happening because it means more people will do it. (laughs) Yeah. And what would you say to the people? Cause I remember I, I started my life in the industry in, uh, in a, with a brand that was like organic and I, (laughs) I don't want to say like but you know what I mean? Like there yeah. are rules. And I remember finding out in order to have the organic label, you only needed 2% of ingredients, I think at the time yes. to be organic. So what is your education for people who truly want to go more like eco-friendly when they're, when organic is slapped on almost everything these days? Yeah. So I tell, um, basically it'd be my spiel that I give to all my new clients. Um, and is that, uh, to learn about greenwashing and to go beyond the label. Um, so a, a, in the United States, and I'm sure in other countries, there are different rules um, for how uh, they can put labels on things as far as organic, uh, fair trade, sustainable, mm. things like that. Um, the US is very, very lax on it. Um, like extremely lax on it um the uk and australia are probably the most strict um and so sometimes you'll find companies that have dual labels based on different different um, sale places um but uh you want to look beyond the marketing like you want to look beyond the sale hype um and look for that transparency. Um, and if they're just continuing to reverberate sales tactics to you, then it's probably not a company that you want to get into bed with. Because um, mm-hmm. you, you want to look into um, a company that's willing to disclose all their ingredients or why they use those ingredients and you want to look at companies that will give you a straight answer when you ask them where their stuff comes from and things like that and if they're not disclosing that freely then there's probably a reason um, unless they're a tiny company and they just haven't thought of it yet and then you just need to bring it up to them so they can because yeah. <laughs> i let them I grow have, yeah, I've had some small independent companies that I've talked to before that have been like, hey, you know, where are you getting your ingredients from? And then, you know, a couple months later, they have that added to their website. They, they've gotten inquiries about it. Right. Um, but some of the, the big companies, um, it is a lot of hype. It's a lot of marketing because they see the profit in it. And um, you want to put people over profits. I love that. So I, oh my gosh, I feel like we could just like talk for hours. I'm just curious for like, I love, I I think everyone who's listening to this right now needs to like reach out to you and like learn more and, (laughs) and cause you don't like, 
would you say like it's not like go green or not at all like every little bit counts and you don't have to go fully eco and maybe you you know take the baby steps towards it would you say like just start with one thing is a good place um yeah um it's it's really what you can do in in your power um and a lot of things are it in big companies power mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of it is putting pressure on larger um, corporations and larger marketers and like mm-hmm. for us hairstylists and stuff it's like putting pressure on the bigger beauty brands and things like right. that to be more transparent and to be more um, accountable for their practices and what they do. So yes, it's great to make a couple of small changes in your business and to do what you can within your means because it's not cheap to do absolutely everything. It's not easy for everyone. It's not accessible to everyone. Like for me, Mm -hmm. I have a great local recycling program. Um, And then I also have a local composting program that I'm able to utilize. So for my salon, I um, only produce 5% waste. Um, wow. The rest of it is all um, diverted into recycling or compost. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has those resources. Um, right. Like prior to my composting facility opening up, I shipped my compost to Canada. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, once a year, I shipped all my hair and foil and things off to uh, Green Circle salons. Um, is it a Canadian? Salons. Is Green Circles Canadian? Yeah, they're a Canadian company. I didn't know um, that. Are they in the States now? Uh, they have a warehouse, I think, in California. I had no idea. Um, I just now. assumed they were international. But... Um, but yeah, they're a great company now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, obviously, there is also issues with shipping. If you like, there's a carbon footprint for shipping, and so yeah. for me, I'm now able to do that locally and not need to offset my carbon emissions for shipping. Um, right. But like, not everybody has the money or resources to be able to do all those things or have mm-hmm. the local programs to recycle and stuff, and so. You can choose, you know, more sustainable companies to work with, or, you know, you can do little things. Um, But the biggest thing is to put the pressure on your, your companies that you're working with, like whatever your brand is, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you've chosen an eco-friendly brand or not. Um, If you're working with one of the big, big brands, or Mm -hmm. if you're working with little brands, it's important to make it known to them that it's important to you that they use ethical ingredients sustainable practices and move towards a more sustainable future wow I feel like you need like a platform and you need to tell tell the world this that was amazing um yes I feel like every hair salon hairstylist, salon owner, educator needs to hear from you because this is so important for like not only our careers, but for those careers that come after us, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
just to kind of switch gears here a little bit, because you went through Rock Your Business, did Rock Your Business, has Rock Your Business been able to help you with some of that like sustainability? I know it's not focused around that, but how has Rock Your Business played into your business and how you navigate through it? Yeah, so it's helped me um, think of new ways to um, kind of bring that message to other people and Mm. kind of bring more motivation to what I'm doing. Um, I was stagnant in my business before because I've been doing the same thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of like the kick kick in the butt I needed. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I've, I've just kind of wheels been turning for since what, July <laughs> and yeah. my brain on different things to do. And I have to keep being like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. Which can we talk about the fact that you things. joined the program in the middle of a pandemic? That's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. yeah. Walk me I through was, that a little bit. Yeah. So I was in like a really dark place, um, uh, during um, then I guess I would be the middle of the pandemic at that point um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was just I was I was closed down for a while my state had reopened but um, because of my chronic health issues my doctors had advised me to stay closed um, because uh, I'm immunocompromised and so mm-hmm. they had said that it would just be better to stay closed for a little while um, and, but I, I was getting ready to reopen, but I just felt so, blah, I didn't, didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to, ugh. and my business, I felt like I had just been doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, um, I'd taken some education classes this past couple of years for my haircutting, um, which behind the chair, that's really what I specialize in is haircutting, mm-hmm. um, especially with curly hair and waves and natural textures and stuff. Um, And so I kind of had like a tiny spark for like doing things again, but as far as like business and implementing and things like that, I was just, I felt stagnant and stuck and, uh, and then COVID hit and I was just like, well, now I'm not doing anything. Oh, <laughs> <nothing>. <laughs> it's like almost I the don't... perfect time to invest in your business and you have the time to do the things <laughs> yeah so I was just I was no I didn't want to do anything and so then I'd started tuning into business bed head and breakfast <laughs> in the morning and um I uh I just really resonated with stuff and um I I invested in rock your business and it really was just like the kick, the community and everything was just so, so much that I was just like, yeah, this is what I needed. Like, um, as part of another program, um, I still am part of that program and I really love them. Um, but they focus on a little bit more social and some other things as well. Um, but it's, it's a different vibe in that group. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I, I just, I felt so at home in Rock Your Business and, it. I loved hearing it, that's it, like the best compliment. And it just it gave me the motivation to, to start thinking of new things to do in my business. Like I'm um, working on launching an online program for my clients um, mm-hmm. in the new year. And then um, 
some wheels turning for some some other programs and stuff for my clients as well uh, later on. But but yeah, it was just just the the kick I needed. And then um, I I wouldn't say that I I made like a ton of money this year because ish yes but um my me and my husband's biggest goals um for the past couple years have been to pay off debt and we've still been able to stay on track paying off our debt and everything um which i didn't think was going to be possible to continue to pay off our large amounts of debt because with my medical problems i have a mountain of medical debt um and so it's just been amazing that i've been able to stay stay consistent like i haven't gone red in my business um and still continue to pay off my debts i love that the dogs make it into the podcast i love the dogs make it in i think that's so cool and shiloh shiloh actually made like a money tree where every time you um, put $500 towards your debt, you like color it in, right? Yes. So cool. Okay. So yeah, if anyone gets to see this, there we go. Yeah. And so every leaf is $500 towards paying off your debt, which I think is so such a good visual way to see that. You're counting, you're counting things up. Um, so, so paid eight thousand off since September. <laughs> you paid eight thousand off since September. Yeah, Shiloh, that's kick ass! Holy cow, <laughs> that's amazing! Congratulations! The Thank fact you. that you're able to pay off debt during 2020 is huge. Yeah, right. And that's just additional to what we've like we would like be paying anyway. Like that's additional anyway. to our minimums and all of that. Yeah. Like ridiculousness that debt is <laughs> yeah debt especially well in us in Canada we don't have the same medical system as you guys and it, my heart breaks for you guys so yeah. much in the states well Shiloh this has been so fun to have you on the podcast I feel like yeah. I'm just like soaked up so much knowledge about sustainability <laughs> and eco-friendly and I'm definitely going to be de- making steps towards being more and more eco-friendly people first obviously making sure it's ethically sourced and that sort of thing. I love that people first and then, you know, we're keeping the planet here for the people. If people want to connect with you, which I hope everyone listening shoots Shiloh a DM after this and let her know that you were listening, but where can people find you on social channels and websites and all that stuff? Yeah, it's super easy. It's just the green hairdresser um, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, interwebnets. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, green that. hairstylist hairdresser oh hairdresser sorry yeah. the green the, hairdresser yeah. the green hairdresser <laughs> all one word uh, all one word no yeah. underscores no dots that's super easy well yeah. thank you I can't wait for you to bring these courses out that are going to help people understand and learn and make better choices in their in their lives and in their businesses as well yeah yeah I'm super super excited um to to start offering more things and um, I'm 
so so happy to have been a part of the Rockter business community and everything. I'm so glad that you're one of the RYB family members. Seriously, <laughs> you, I, I, I know you've impacted so many lives inside of there being part of the community. You're such a relationship builder. And I think that's like the really beautiful thing that I love is that Rock Your Business wouldn't be what it is without people like you in it. And so thank you for being such a bright light, such a cheerleader for coming on the podcast. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what 2021 has in store for you. It's going to be so, oh. so good. And so I hope everybody goes and gives you a follow, stays connected, watches you. You're going to you probably do a ton of education on social media for that sort of stuff. Um, trying to, <laughs> trying to get in there. I, social media is like a love hate thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, please send Shiloh a DM, let her know that you listened, get connected community, whether or not you're in rock your business or not community is so important. Thank you Shiloh for coming and sharing your story so openly yeah. and encouraging and inspiring us to start living greener lives. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> Okay, I know I'm going to be being so careful now with like making sure I recycle more. I definitely have been trying to do better, but I know I'm not doing nearly as good as Shiloh is. And man, that girl is like, like I said, she's an encyclopedia. What an amazing woman. What an amazing business. And how cool is it that she was like shipping her stuff to Canada so that she could take care of the earth? And I love the whole like people first, like we're keeping the earth here for the people. And so making sure that we're not just looking for green products, but products that are finding those green ways through ethical sources. Like, I'm so lucky, honestly, to know and being connected with these amazing stylists. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I've been having a lot of my students on recently. And so go back and check out some of the other previous stories of students who are doing amazing things, who have like people who have like doubled their income and like actually worked less people who have been able to say no and put boundaries up and stop working evenings and weekends, stop doing root retouches or whatever service it is. They wasn't, they didn't like, or people who bought rocket business when they didn't have any money and didn't tell their husband, but now their husband's a huge fan. <clears throat> Holly, <laughs> seriously, there's so many cool stories. I would really encourage you if you enjoyed this one today and you want to hear more stories of people just like you doing really cool things, go check out the past episodes. But once again, friend, I wanted to make sure you knew you are invited to join the rocket business family. It truly is a family. As you can tell with Shiloh, she's so amazing. I would like, she's my sister. She is so awesome. And you know, she's inside the community waiting for you to join so that you can be friends with her. So if you are curious at all about Rock Your Business, go check out dombradley.com slash RYB. Get in, get, go look up on it. See if it's right for you. See if it's, it fits what you're needing right now, because it's all about taking the stress and the to-do list off your plate and showing that you a way to show up in business with a plan. That's not scary. That's actually quite simple that gets you making more money so that you can enjoy your life more because we know it's not just about money, right? It's about having a life we love, a business that we love and a bank account that reflects that. So you're invited there. Go check that out, friend. And as always, until next week, have a freaking awesome week. See you soon.